Saturday show with Edward Hayden on KCLR. With thanks to Lyra Estate gift vouchers, helping you to make memories this Mother's Day. He's the host with the most. And this is the Saturday show with Edward Hayden. How are you going? You're very welcome uh, to the Saturday show here on KCLR. Delighted to have your company. Edward Hayden here with you uh, and with you through for the next two hours. Thanks to Ken Maguire for the last couple of hours there on The Breakfast. An unusual face in here on a Saturday morning, but easing you gently into the morning there with lots of music and chat. We had John Moynihan there on the news. He's back with us as well. So all the chicks are coming back home to the Saturday morning roost. Ashling is off today. So we have the delightful Tara Byrne is with us for the day and uh, she's going to be minding me for the next couple of hours. A job in itself, for sure and certain. 083-306-9696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line here for all of your texts and WhatsApps. We'd love to hear from you right throughout the day. I have lots coming up uh, in the show for you this morning, including our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan, who'll be with us shortly. We're going to be chatting with author and life coach, Mark Fennell about his book Breakthrough. We're going to be chatting all things Tradfest and we're going to be joined by uh, the festival director Marion Flannery and Shaskeen uh, who are going to tell us all about their uh, artistic endeavours at the Tradfest weekend. Helen Walsh, the region, regional literacy coordinator for Carlo and Kilkenny ETB will be on with us as well as indeed will Siobhan and Ed Donoghue telling us about their taking over of the Goresbridge horse sales that's intergenerational uh, business down there in Goresbridge. George Murphy is on telling us uh, about uh, his uh, interesting adventures through music as well and if all of that wasn't enough we have the lovely Cleona Hagen uh, joining us ahead of her appearance at the George Bernard Shaw Theatre on Saturday the 10th of March so we have a jam-packed show for you over the next couple of hours so don't move an inch uh, and we will um, get everything sorted for you 0833069696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line there for all of your texts and whatsapps right throughout the day. We'd love to hear uh, from you there as well. Now, um... Last week, of course, we had the wonderful wedding showcase. Uh, we were up in uh, St. Patrick's College in Carlow. We were there for the Casey Law wedding showcase and it was absolutely fantastic. And uh, we had a great day. So hello and good morning to all of the people that uh, we met up there. We do have a competition uh, to give away thanks to our friends at Mount Wolseley. So we have a voucher for afternoon tea and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show as well. We'll announce the winner of that as well. A couple of requests and dedications there and you can send them in to us on 083 306 9696 if you you would so desire. Um, But I want to say hello and good morning to Bridget Meany in Tullow who's celebrating her 100th birthday today and we send good wishes to Bridget and that comes in from Dan Dawson who is her 83 year old godson so thank you to um, 
Dan for sending in that and good wishes to Bridget Meany for her 100th birthday how fantastic uh, is that um, as well now I was out and about last evening I was in Bagnallstown I'm doing a lot of travelling at the minute uh, with all things draw me up but I was in Bagnallstown last night down in beautiful Munaviog for their production of Through the Chair it was the Big Tree Players production you may remember Dean joined us last week on the show and um, I was there last night for opening night and it was absolutely powerful Um, so check it out for sure and certain they're running tonight and tomorrow night and uh, we'd um, we'd a great night down there Uh, it was written by Billy Canning of course who's from Boris through the chair it was all about a group who are involved in a lotto syndicate and all of the 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 drama that ensues around lotto syndicates uh, as well so um, it was absolutely fantastic so check that out and a great cast and crew and lovely tea afterwards and my mother won a bottle of Paddy Irish whiskey. So how bad you'd be on a Friday night as well. So it was uh, it was great and uh, yes, drama is alive and well. We're so lucky. I said that last night. We're so lucky in the region here across Carlow and Kilkenny that there's so many uh, drama groups doing great work and serving their community. And you know, we love all things drama there as well. Now let's head over to the garden and see what drama we can behold with our resident gardening expert Shirley Lanigan. Shirley, good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. We, well, we, we nearly had drama yesterday. Everybody else had their snow and it looked <laughs> like we were going to get some, but we sort of escaped. Stop the lights. The world is upside down, Shirley, I've decided. As he is, but we'll, we'll deal with it. <laughs> so in Kilkenny, all we got is the snow drops was as near as we got to it. Yeah, they didn't land. I felt very sorry for l- l- children because they were sort of looking, come on, come on, come on, land! And it didn't. <laughs> it passed over. The storm has passed. Yes, yeah, and, it, and it's beautiful today. The sun is out and it's just lovely. Great day for a garden visit. I'd go up to Altamount now if I was free today. Oh, it would be absolutely a lovely day for a garden visit and a lovely day for Altamount for, for sure. Uh, Shirley, the 1st of March kind of, I always think, brings, um, I suppose, a, a new mindset, doesn't it, to people? And it's the time now when we are kind of, you know, scratching our heads and starting to look out and say, we must put a bit of smocked on the on the garden because spring has certainly sprung notwithstanding the the, the flurry of snow enjoyed in in Clea yesterday but um spring has certainly sprung for sure it has and as you say yeah i mean even people <clears throat> that don't think much about gardening at the beginning of March start to panic oh I've got a communion coming up oh no there's going to be a family party quick drama and panic (laughs) it's great it sure is so in terms of what we should be doing I mean I was just looking in in, in Greg Namana over the last couple of days our ring road and all of the lovely pots and flowers on the ring roads are resplendent with uh, as William Wordsworth would describe a host of golden daffodils so ours are not rogue in Greg Namana they only come out when they're supposed to so uh, we have a, a big a big show of them at the minute but again things are starting to pop and bloom and sprout um, aren't they at this time of year Shirley so what should we be doing in the garden We'll start planning for later on because what's looking good now is looking good already. Start start planning for later on. And if you do need to get some drama going for later in the summer, to start planting summer bulbs 
now is a good idea. Things like gladioli and lilies and things like that. Because if you have a few pots of those at the ready, if everybody's coming over for that uh, gorgeous sunny July or June day, you know, you can feel them out and put them front and centre. And even if everything else is looking a bit blank, if you've got a movable feast with a, a few pots of, of, of nice flashy colour, uh, you know, it'll serve you wherever you need it. Absolutely. So I would certainly say start planting pots of summer summer bulbs now. You could plant them in the ground as well. There's nothing there's nothing against that, and they'll be easier to mind in the ground. You don't have to worry about watering watering them every single day. But you know, as I say, a lot of people suddenly realise they need the place to look good in a hurry, and movable pots always help on that score it's um, there's something so lovely and regal and elegant about gladioli isn't there Shirley yeah they're a funny thing I mean for years I hated them with a passion and about 10 years ago I fell in love with there's a little species one which has got a a very elegant light little flower it's called uh, Gladiolus Byzantina or Byzantina and it's a sort of a lovely plummy purple it's really beautiful very elegant and I fell in love with that and the next thing I saw looking at the big flashy ones on the packets in the garden centre and I'm beginning to think quite like you and now I love them all and if you have them at the back of a border they, they get really tall and they, they really can add a zap of what feels like something very exotic in an Irish garden huh. later in the summer but always at the back of the border though because they're very tall and, and make sure they've got a bit of support because there's a lot of weight in that big heavy stem and then all the heavy flowers on top so put in a bit of, of support some bamboo canes or something between them because you know you go to the bother of growing that big heavy lovely uh, flower you don't want it falling over in the wind or being bashed in the rain 100% um, 100% yeah. uh, Pat has been on and said Edward question for Shirley if I save tomato seeds and dry them can I sow them this year Oh, I know a lot of people that do that, particularly the people who you'd be sowing them like very shortly. If you've got a greenhouse, you could you could get going immediately. Um, a lot of people who grow rare and unusual tomatoes, that's how they get their that's how they they, they, they get their stock. Like they'll be given, um, you know, a, a, a fabulous, unusual beef tomato or some delicious little cherry tomato and they'll grow from their own seed. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's uh, fantastic to to do it as well. And will they kind of come up um, uh, in in full flight this year, Shirley, or will we have to wait a year or two for them? No, no, no. Get them, get 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 them going immediately, and you'll be grand because you're talking about towards the end of the summer anyway. But if you've got a greenhouse, you've got a much better chance. If you don't have a greenhouse, you need to grow um, varieties that can grow outside, and even at that, in order to make sure you get fruit, you want to have a, a good south-facing sun-beat, sun-trap, really. Okay. Uh, if you don't have a good sunny spot, forget about them. Um, but a greenhouse is the absolute ideal. Absolutely. And bushes and trees and all that, should we be cutting those back at this time of the year or have we missed the window for that? Do you know the way you might kind of want to, to take things down a, a foot or two and lob things off the top? Should we be kind of doing that now with, with shrubs and uh, trees? 
Well, you could certainly be doing that with any of your roses now. So if you want to do rose pruning, get that done now. Um, a lot of the things that are going to flower in the next uh, month or two, you'd, you'd, you'd prune them after they flowered. Because if you prune them now, you won't get the flower. You know that false current, all of those sort of things. Mm. Um, so wait until after they flowered. And then anything else, like just, just climb in, take out the dead stuff, take out the, the crossing, the injured, the damaged, the tattered the untidy and let the rest of it go do its thing over the next few months How fantastic uh, A texter asks can Shirley recommend a flavourful celery to grow I sowed a deliciously floral flavoured one but I can't remember its name says the texter Oh now I would I, I am not expert on, on varieties of celery I could I do have a few pals now who would be very very uh, up on that sort of thing and if you want to I'll go and I'll chat to somebody and next week we'll I'll come, come back, back with um, a, a, a variety that they think is both a, a good grower and very tasty well, when I think of celery I just think of celery yeah, absolutely and of course in <laughs> yeah a, no I'm bog standard in and of itself it gives great flavour to what you put it into it from uh, from a culinary perspective it's a, it's a good root uh, flavour isn't it it's a great, it's a great, it's particularly in the summer, you know, in salads and things. Oh, it's a lovely, lovely vegetable. And, 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 and in stews then as well. It's a nice sort of a base vegetable. Our texter has texts back to say, thank you. I'd love if you could find out, please. So surely off okay. you may go and do that. I'll task. go and talk to an expert. So we remind our texter to listen in next week uh, in and around the same yes. time. Uh, can I cut back my uh, rosemary uh, bush, says a, a text. And rosemary can get kind of quite big and woody can't it if, if, if it's looking healthy leave it alone if it's tatty yeah tidy it back and actually some of the brand, some of the, 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 the stems that you cut off take off the, cut them down to about uh, 15 centimetres 5, 6 inches long 6 inches long uh, take off all the bottom leaves and stick them maybe 6 in a, a 2 litre pot of very gritty soil uh, and if you have a bit of rooting powder put it on them if not it doesn't matter and the chances are you'll get those to root and as well as having tidied up your 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 already existing bush you'll be giving yourself a line of new baby plants to put in the ground over the next few months Oh, fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, listen, that's a lot of work for people to be getting on with, Shirley. We'll touch base with you again next week. But for now, um, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to everybody. Thanks, Shirley. And good morning uh, to her as well. Um, lots of texts coming in. We'll get to some of those a little bit later on. Please wish Andy Barco a very happy birthday. Hope he has a great day. And love from Diane, Damien, Dean and Dara as well. So thank you uh, for that uh, text as well. And again, of course, we have um, a reminder as well. Um, where did I see it? Uh, again, it's a very special lady in Tullow celebrating her 100th birthday Bridget Meany uh, celebrating 100 days today wishing her every health and happiness from her nephew uh, Dan Carmel and family so thank you for the text as well uh, somebody asking about their hydrangea can they put it out in a big pot uh, can I ask Shirley if it's okay and uh, while Shirley is gone I can categorically tell you it's okay because mine is out in a big pot and uh, keep the dead bits on is what Shirley has told us for another little while the dead uh, flowers that are spent from last year keep those on but there's lots of buds starting to come up on them as well. Anish Thosasbjog on fun on Shavehemid Rash Thresh on Sasbjog. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden.
Carlo. KCLR. Nish to false rash Edward Hayden with you, Clara and Saturn here on KCLR. Uh, 9696 is our dinners ready. Dot IE contact line. We'd love to hear from you right throughout the day. Keep the texts coming in. We do have a couple of competitions coming up, so we'll get to those uh, a little bit later as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, Dean, Dara, Tommy and Robbie have been back on uh, with us again to wish their granddad Andy Barco a very happy birthday today and that comes in with lots of love and we're happy to uh, give that a shout out uh, for you as well uh, indeed. Now let's head over to the telephone line because on it we're joined by Mark Fennell who is an author and a life coach and he's going to tell us about his book Breakthrough. Good morning to you Mark, how are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, pleasure to have you on, and thanks for taking the time on a Saturday morning. I know it's not uh, it's not <laughs> ideal for everyone, so we appreciate it. Um, the question, I suppose, that the book poses, and the inference in the book is that it asks the question: Have we ever asked ourselves if this is really all that life can be? You know, yeah. that's a big question mark because many of us are on kind of the hamster wheel of, uh, you know, survival and you know making everything happen. Tell me, uh, breakthrough will will help us to, um, to 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 ponder upon. But this is it, and I think that's a lot of people. You know, we're going through the motions, we're going through life the hamster on a wheel kind of you know, the rat race as they call it but when do we ever stop and say well you know what am I actually happy is this actually what I want am I actually fulfilled or am I just leaning more into just survival and for a lot of people it is survival and that's what their focus and preoccupation becomes you know with the job the family with the, the farm the business whatever it might be so for a lot of us we get preoccupied in just keeping things going keeping the roof over the head and the food on the table and that's okay but what if there's more than just that what if there's more than just security and keeping things going and being, you know, in the, in the hamster on the wheel? What if there's more to life to the point where you can kind of say, do you know what, I introduced this new thing or I tried this or whatever else. The book gave me this way of seeing there's more to life than just surviving. And a thing called contentment, a thing called fulfillment, because most people mm-hmm. don't actually engage in what brings them contentment or fulfillment on a regular basis, and studies would show this. And that's a scary fact. So most people are, should we say, at the first level of just survival. They don't even believe that there's anything more than that. And we sometimes get conditioned by that. We think, you know, we just have to, well, that's all we need to do is survive. But there's more to life than just merely surviving in it. And this, the, the book starts with, how are you? And it deals with two types of people. People who've gone through maybe divorces, a diagnosis, a mental health issue or whatever, things that derail them. But then the second person, which is more people, the person who's going through life and just feels like they've lost their spark. Nothing cataclysmic happened to them. They just feel, mm. I just have lost my mojo. <laughs> Do you know a word that I'm really interested in? And it's that word and the notion of selfishness and being selfish. I think, you know, it has been certainly inculcated in Irish people um, as, as, a, as a race not to be selfish. And I think we're reticent to kind of take a little bit of ownership of ourselves and our own fulfilment and our own contentment for fear that it will be um, identified as as selfishness and kind of giving ourselves too much time and, and, and too much thought. Uh, would that be consistent with your findings? You know, what I looked at, and the book is, you know, there's there's a lot of studies in there, but there's a lot of practical stories, because I've been coaching people for 20 years, so there's a lot of practical stories of people who've gone through stuff and how they actually got their breakthrough, how they actually put the smile back on their face and how life became fulfillment again. And you mentioned the word selfish, and we're here to say about that. 
if someone came to you that you loved, whether you, your parent or some, someone you love, and they said, you know what, I'm going to spend an hour a week or two hours a week doing this because it puts a smile on my face, would you actually begrudge them of it and say, well, no, I want your full attention, you're mm-hmm. not entitled? Of course we wouldn't. But yet we do that with ourselves. Sometimes with parents as well, you know, you might see, well, oh, listen, I, I can't be going to the gym for an hour or I can't be reading a book. I have to look after the kids. And sure, I'm too tired to do it by the time they go to bed. And we feel this kind of parent guilt can kind of come in. And guilt can come in many times. I've even seen it with people who work very hard in a career or their own business. And they have a day off and they feel guilty because they're not doing something towards work. They feel like, I can't just be sitting here and watching the telly. That just feels guilty. Guilt. guilt shows up in many forms because we feel if I do take time out for me, it's selfish. And that's a problem. It's a mis- Should we say it's a misnomer that we have in our heads. The reality is, when you're a happy, content person, that will only impact you positively, but also, it doesn't just stop there, it will impact your family, your friends, socially. Everything, everyone, everyone and everything around you gets impacted in a positive way. See, there's a lot of fluff out there at the minute, a lot of fluffy stuff in the world. Mm. You hear the word wellness used a lot, and it does a lot of amazing good. It does more good than harm, should we say, but there is sometimes the, the thoughts of just think positive or just be, just, you know, Oh, the glass is half full and so forth. Well, I always say the glass is half full, but it's good to be aware it's half empty at the same time. <laughs> but but the world is full of, you know, just be positive. And we go on Instagram and we see people living their best life. And they're all looking great on us, aren't they? <laughs> oh, sure, listen, they're looking great. They're, they're, you know, they've got, they've got the new teeth, the new hair. They're looking fantastic and they're, and they're living their best life. And the problem is that discourages us. But the thing about it is, as, as you and I know, the, the main thing is when you find a life of fulfillment, When you're now scrolling online, you don't compare yourself anymore because you're happy inside. Mm. But most of us, unfortunately, aren't at that level. And the book shows a person and says, don't refer refer who you are today based off who you've been. Decide who you are tomorrow by the decisions you make today. And the book really takes a person on this kind of identity journey. Um, It's very practical now. There's no fluff in there. And it just makes a person help them find that fulfillment that I believe every person deserves to have doesn't matter where you are who you are where you're from everyone deserves to have a fulfilled life Can I ask you Mark you mentioned there at the start of our conversation about mental health you know and the malady of mental health has visited a lot of people and it has visited them in different ways and it can bring about uh, you know impactful change and transformative change often for the for the worst uh, to their to their I suppose in in full sincerity, you know, that also has to be dealt with. How is that, how can we kind of deal with that and have fulfilment and contentment at the same time? Are they related? Because contentment is such, uh, it's almost like an aspirational, often perceived to be unattainable goal, isn't it? And this is a problem with contentment, and contentment is certainly not unattainable at all. You you mentioned the mental health. Well, listen, I I wrote this book with my own stories in there as well. You know, over Mm. 15 years ago, I had what was deemed a breakdown at the time, and literally the world went dark on me um, for a long period of time. So I know what it's like to be on the other side. So I put that story in there and how I got out of the anxiety, because I didn't even know it was anxiety at the time. didn't know what was going on. Just lost the deal for life kind of thing. Anyway, through the jigs and the reels of it, uh, you know, I got through that. And then I realized what came on the other side was how if we don't look after our mental health, it's like a garden. If you don't look after it, you know, who knows what might grow there and it might not serve you, you know, when it comes to our thoughts and so forth. But the long and the short, mental health is just like your biological health, your physical health. You know, either you look after or you don't. But what we fail to see is some people say, oh, sure, I don't have time for that mental health business, you know, whatever else. Look, some people take that approach. But what they think is that looking after your mental health requires a lot. It doesn't. It means having a healthy social life. 
It means having a healthy rest, work-life balance. You know, it means that you're doing things that I'll put a smile on your face, maybe so once a week, it's a hobby or whatever. Those are the things that look after your mental health. And here's what I'd say is some people say, oh, but I've no time. You know what? It's not that we've no time. It's just that we're not making enough time for the things that matter. And that's the difference. And it's not complex and it's not unattainable. And when I realized with anxiety, because I never went on medication, I never went to therapy or anything like that. I was able to figure it out as a coach, mm. should we say. But I was able to get through it with the darkest time in my life and I realized the value of, of mental health. If someone puts their mental health off, it's the same as kind of saying, you know what, I don't care about my body, I don't care about my mind, I don't care about my quality of life. Because our quality of life, and, and Harvard and every study under the sun will tell you, the quality of our life is reflected in the quality of our thoughts. So mental health is pretty important. It certainly is. Well, listen, it sounds like a fantastic uh, book. It's Breakthrough. Uh, it's available now. Uh, tell us, Mark, um, just before I let you go, where can uh, people find out more details about yourself? You might signpost us to your social media platforms. Yes, I share a lot on Instagram, markfennel.ie. And then obviously my website is, you know, for corporate speaking and stuff like that anyway. Or, any, or even just inquiry or if someone's saying, well, where do I go next? markfennel.ie is the website as well so there you go well listen lots of insightful thoughts there certainly uh, certainly food for food for thought indeed and um, a lovely invitation for people just to kind of maybe take a look at where their their life is at sometimes it's good to do a little audit ourselves and uh, evaluate nice to chat with you Mark really nice to chat with you and thanks for taking the time this morning Thanks for having me. God bless. Bye-bye. That's Mark Fennell there telling us all about his book, Breakthrough. We're going to take uh, a little Suspiog. Thresh on Suspiog. I'm going to be a kind to Marion Flannery. Fui Threadfest. Fun and show. Saturday show with Edward Hayden on KCLR with thanks to Lyra Estate Gift Vouchers helping you to make memories this Mother's Day. Carlo Kilkenny KCLR <laughs> I'll be sacked. Good morning. You're very welcome. Away three three zero six nine six nine six. Our dinner's ready. Ie contact line here on KCLR. Keep the text coming into us. A texture now. This is a city trader is back on to us with um, a, an old story, um, but a, a, a consistent story. Here we go again. Says the texter. The traffic warden is issuing parking tickets on High Street. There's no delivery trucks in the loading bay. Crazy that they can't be used for a few minutes to go to the post office or the chemist. The city centre is suffering and it appears ratepayers uh, will result in closure uh, of more shops and that's from uh, a texture as well. Now we did cover this uh, at, a, at a great length previously and we did discover as we know that um, loading bays are not for any kind of parking while some of us uh, might take a little chance or might take a shot in the dark to, to leave it and run in for a minute you know there is a penalty uh, for, for that as well um, albeit how convenient it would be with, with the situation and we did establish that you know there's not uh, any really adjacent parking for those maybe with uh, mobility issues or for those that are a bit older or looking to, to collect things as well so it's certainly uh, it's certainly a challenge and it's certainly a concern and um, we will look into it in the coming in the coming weeks here on the show we just seem to be a bit flat out at the minute but we will look into it and get some of our elected representatives 
initiatives uh, in to chat about it and see if we can uh, if we can do anything uh, about that in terms of city planning um, as well because it certainly is a concern and the last day that we spoke about it the floodgates opened we had a tsunami of texts uh, in relation to it as well so thank you Texter uh, for keeping that to the forefront of our mind here on the show now I'm delighted to be joined by a good friend of mine I always um for, for transparency the world of the radio and the media now you have to be very transparent <laughs> so I always like to acknowledge uh, when a good friend of mine is on the show and that is indeed Marion Flannery Festival Director of um, the upcoming St. Patrick's Festival in Kilkenny and indeed Tradfest uh, as well the two fests happening in parallel with each other and bringing uh, great synergy uh, between themselves uh, Marion good morning good to morning, you Good morning Edward how are you? I'm, af- I'm very good you're after being uh, a grit in Sna Park. <laughs> the May grit, the park run every Saturday at 9.30. I try not to miss it. Mohan And I never got home. To get to, I, I could have gone home. I had time, but I didn't think I had. So my apologies for my appearance here this morning. Well, Edward. listen, you're looking absolutely fantastic. There's people that wouldn't go to a ball looking as good as you are there uh, today in the lovely little bit of uh, tangerine orange. <laughs> Tell me, Marion, it is fast approaching oh, the St. Geez, Patrick's Edward. Festival and Tradfest is running from the 15th to the 18th of March as well and celebrating all things good in Kilkenny. Absolutely. Another absolutely bumper festival in store for everybody. Two festivals as you say. Uh, We have St. Patrick's Festival and Tradfest running hand in glove. Uh, They're both great events with uh, I suppose different types of audiences. So St. Patrick's uh, Festival um, I think I counted over 50 events this year Uh, not to mention the wonderful St. Patrick's Day Parade, which you led out very kindly for us last year in that very oh, privileged in position. T- a very privileged yeah. in my tobacco brown coat. In your beautiful brown coat and John uh, uh, John Ryan from the Pembroke Hotel oh. in his wonderful Statham's uh, Ford car, which oh, was God. fabulous. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't really with us. So, uh, you we're, needed we're a tobacco praying. brown coat. <laughs> <laughs> I have the child of Prague out already. So, yeah, look, here's hoping um, another great parade and uh, you. Uh, we have uh, Richie Powers you know this year as Absolutely. our Grand Marshal who we so spoke to on the show yes, and a great indeed, yeah. uh, a great ambassador yeah. for sure Yes, he is. And you did an amazing job for us. So thank you for that. So um, I suppose we kick off really on the Thursday for St. Patrick's Festival. And we are thrilled to have more marching bands coming uh, from the US. We have uh, we have two on two on Thursday, one marching band and one concert band. So uh, those are free events for people with two. We've one on Friday and two on Saturday. And on the Saturday ones are and actually going to. The band goes they're marching mar- you, actually, you know what? Why don't you come along and meet all these lovely American people? Uh, the entourages are huge with them. And, you know, they love coming to Kilkenny. They get to come and visit the castle. They visit the town. Some sure. stay over. Cherokee are staying over on, on Thursday night in the Ormond Hotel. And they're performing in St. Candice's Cathedral in a free concert. They're, they're a jazz band. So, look, I suppose loads to do for everybody, families in particular. We have our parade uh, will be as always the uh, carnival atmosphere will have the big the carousel, wheel. Ca- vin- the carousels, carousel. Two carousels indeed. You, I'm were, more you were on television than, last I'm year on 
carousel than the big wheel, I have to say. <laughs> have you been on the big oh, wheel? Oh, listen, I wouldn't. If you give me the deeds of Kilkenny, if I got the freedom of the city. We, we could actually oh, get you. Oh, do I have the freedom could, of the city we now? We could get you a spe- <laughs> Yeah, you can bring your sheep through High Street. Uh, you can have the privileged position of viewing the parade from the big wheel, if you'd like that. Well, I wouldn't actually. take a present of it. <laughs> I wouldn't take a present of it now. Uh, but, but it looks great. No, and, and God bless back. those that do do Absolutely. it. And we've a, f- a lovely craft and food market with a nighttime market, actually, on the Saturday evening. So we'd encourage everybody to come out and support the lovely food vendors and the craft vendors that we have over the weekend. Um, two major events, if I can mention them. Uh, we've two, we've a, 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 a two fire shows on Saturday the 16th, one at 7.30 and one at 9pm uh, and they are in the uh, car park of the County Hall on John Street so that's a really big uh, really spectacular fire show, uh, very different to what we've done before and we'd really encourage people to book that, that's one that you actually have to pay pay for, lots of our stuff is free uh, but it's just five euros and people can book on our website and then there's a fireworks display on Sunday on Patrick's night at 7pm in Kilkenny Castle Park so How fantastic how fantastic let's uh, go over to the telephone line because on it we're joined by Tom Cousin because Saskine are coming uh, as well to the Tradfest element of the festival as well Uh, Good morning Tom how are you going? Oh, good morning in the south southeast. <laughs> Absolutely. It's warmer than here at the moment. Well, it is nice and warm at the minute. Where are you yourself, Tom? What part of the neck of the I'm, woods are you in? I'm in what they call the Eister County, Teddenbridge. Oh, how, how gorgeous. A nice part I'm of the not, world for sure. Not too bad, not too bad. Now, listen, you're looking forward to coming to Kilkenny. You're coming to uh, the Tradfest. Uh, you're coming to the Ormond. No, uh, the Pembroke, Pembroke Hotel. Pembroke Hotel. No, Apologies. Morning, Tom. <laughs> No, no, we're not the Armand, we're coming to the... Pembroke, the lovely Pembroke Hotel. The Pembroke, the Pembroke, absolutely, yeah. We're there on Saturday the 16th, around 7 o'clock, I think. And really looking forward to it, to be honest about it. Uh, it's about 30 years since I played in Kepler's Fair in Kilkenny and uh, a few places around Valley Raggerton years and years and years ago. But really looking forward to getting stuck into the Tradfest and... Uh, doing a well, what we hope would be a, a good show for anybody that turns up and I hope a good fuel turn up I have no doubt tickets are selling fast Tom tickets are selling fast yeah, I'm delighted indeed. to hear that absolutely we have, yeah, I think we have a good show that, I mean it's an 8 piece band there aren't many 8 piece bands travelling around the roads of Ireland these days the longevity that we've had I suppose in a way uh, seeing that we'd be 54 years on the road I would be anyway in May so there you go so that's not too bad like I'm telling uh, you that's a good that's a good record for for sure what have you got lined up then uh, Tom for uh, attendees at this concert any kind of uh, few teases of what you'll be up to well I suppose the most important well I suppose they're all important to us all tunes and songs are important but uh, we brought out a new uh, well we released a, a, a uh, single there before Christmas as in the song Bad Moon Rising which was a, a, a major hit for Creedence Clearwater Revival now we're not a pop group we're not a rock group <laughs> so we're doing our own we're doing our own version our own trad version of, of Bad Moon Rising with one of the best female singers in the country in Katie Teesby at the present time and uh, we then launched a video 
uh, on the 17th of uh, January and uh, I I haven't looked today but I think there's around two and a half thousand hits and it's in, in a month which is pretty decent going uh, by any standards Fair and, play. Uh, a, a beautiful video showing Galway Bay in in the hottest day we got in 23 so there you go and uh, with the song and we're out in a couple of uh, uh, boats uh, I, I can say this uh, they're, they're, they're very famous boats the Galway Hawkers I'm sure you're familiar I'm with very them. familiar with it um, listen it sounds absolutely fantastic people will be checking out all those uh, videos as well Tom we look forward to welcoming you to Kenny and looking forward to the gig on the 16th in the Pembroke and uh, thanks for joining us this morning. God bless well, you. It's a, it's a pleasure and thank you for calling and uh, hopefully we'll have a good one. I have no doubt you'll have a good one and Cohorticus uh, more for celebrating 54 years uh, in the gig as well. It's an impressive feat and there's plenty more time yet, uh, Tom. So uh, you'll be the, knocking the, sparks out of Kilkenig, Lacuna of Day. Tom there uh, doing great work Marion just before I let you go then you might uh, signpost us um, to uh, the websites for more information There's, of this programme because it's very detailed there are two sub- websites Edward they're both linked to St. Patrick's Festival Kilkenny.com and we've KilkennyTradFest.com oh, and fantastic. I'd encourage everybody to get on have a look and book some tickets there's some great stuff happening over, over the course of those four is, days I'm out yeah. here with my pen highlighting all the bits and pieces I'll be a dose August at Connor August. Re Rogus Rule of Bullia, Lacuna of Day. Mila Bacus, Edward. Tom Fodger, Marion Slon, August Bonacle. Rasharisha Count Couple No Mid. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Anish Thofal Shirash, Edward Hayden here with you. 0833069696 or e contact line as well. I have tickets to give away to Shaskeen. Let us know how many years of Kilkenny Tradfest are we celebrating this year? It's upwards of 10, I can tell you that much, okay? And not much more, I'll also tell you that as well. But keep the text coming into us. Delighted to be joined by Helen Walsh, who is the Regional Literacy Coordinator for Kilkenny and Carlo ETB. Helen, how are you going? I'm good, thanks. Nice to chat with you. Thanks for inviting us in. A pleasure to have you in because, you know, literacy and numeracy is such a big thing, you know, in in the modern world of of education and academia. Many of us take it for granted. But it is a skill um, that not Mm -hmm. everybody possesses. But everybody can. Everybody can, Edward. And of course, like in, we'd often do an activity to try and see how you'd manage without using your literacy mm. skills. And sure, in every, everything we do from the time you open your eyes in the morning. So, yeah, I suppose this new adult literacy for life, it's a new strategy. Well, it's two years old now. So we have a regional literacy coordinator within every ETB region. So the 16 of us around the country. And the stats are that they say up to one in five adults would have unmet literacy needs, so that would be reading and writing, and up to one in four with numeracy unmet needs, and digital nearly half population would have unmet digital needs. Can I ask you in relation to those, and this is not to kind of to, 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 to be, um, uh, what's, what's the word, prejudiced, but is that kind of getting washed out? Is it a generational thing? You know, in the past we'd have heard of may, maybe people leaving school because, yeah. you know, they had to go to work or, yeah. or whatever at, yeah. at 13 or 14. Is that still the case? Or um, yeah. how are how are people escaping? Yeah, I, I suppose first that tender word. when we'd look at those figures, Edward, we wouldn't be saying this one of five can't read or write, mm. but they'd be at a level 
that they didn't probably manage but it would be a barrier for them to access other things maybe to join a club or a committee or look for promotion at work of that of that sort of thing or maybe they'd struggle to read you know basic information or instructions or fill out a form form filling is always so hard and the same with numeracy so I suppose there's lots of reasons behind it and it's not Edward there's all ages um, even the digital divide is huge and I came across a group recently and we young people we always figure are really digital savvy but then they'd struggle maybe if they had to do a document or an Excel um, piece for college or for work mm. so so yeah no it's happening people are leaving school early I suppose it's like any skill too if you don't use it you lose it um, so how are those needs re-met for people listening this morning there yeah. might be people who feel yeah. compromised in, yeah. in the way you're mm-hmm. describing you know that, that might have basic but would like it to yeah. be accelerated yeah. how can people um, do that is it okay. kind of one to one is it group teaching yeah. is it online there's, there's a lot of different options so within every ETB there's an adult literacy service or an adult learning service so here in Kilkenny we'd have one centre in Kilkenny and one in Carlow so every ETB across the country would be the same so there'll be lots of different options there then so traditionally the first port of call would have been one to one and there would be a volunteer tutor system as well where people would work with a learner once a week um, for an hour but then that extends into you'd have small groups the classes are small they're learner centred the tutors are trained to work with adults you know it's completely different to working with children or young people um, so they're flexible they're completely free confidential um, and they're like not just in Carlow Town or in Kilkenny City you have options available throughout the county. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me there just before the ad break that there's a new uh, initiative running. Uh, you yeah. might uh, outline that okay. for us. Okay, so the Adult Literacy for Life, um, this is just the second year now that there's a new fund, Collaboration and Innovation Fund. So there's up to 25000 for a local project or 50000 for a national project. So how that works is it's to be collaborative and it's to be innovative so to collaborate at least two organisations non-profit voluntary community whatever to collaborate together and to come up with a project that might or try to aims to engage adults with the unmet needs so whether the literacy the numeracy or the digital or other options might be to raise awareness around literacy and to make centres or organisations more literacy friendly or just more tuned into the whole thing so the fund opens on Monday and you'll find details on the adult literacy for life website and there'll be a section there with fund but there'll be a bit of media coverage as well about it Oh fantastic and in relation to your own courses then Helen how can people um, access those because I'm really conscious that many listening this morning this can often be the kind of the the springboard that they just need to to take action I suppose here in Kilkenny the Adult Literacy Services in Patrick Street beside Larkin's Chiffer Um, Carmel Bryan is the manager there and in Carlo then it's Tara Kelly and that's on the Tuller Road in Carlo so I can leave the numbers here Perfect. Or I suppose if you want to contact myself, I'd be in the adult education office and I'd be across both. Um, the number there is double seven six five one zero three. Oh, fantastic. And um, we'll send you on. So Quiver Breed would take a call there and we can di- direct it then to wherever. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm. There's, uh, it, it's really interesting. And, you know, the, the, the figures, you know, they're, they're stark enough to, to reflect on and, and, it, yeah. and, and ponder. So yeah. it's great that there's such work being done to, to increase We them. have a free phone number as well. So that's, that um, is taken in Dublin and then it's sent back to ourselves. So that's an 1800, 20, 20, 65 as well. Helen, it's fantastic. Can I have to say yeah. one more thing before yeah, I go? Yeah, of course. Um, next week on the 8th, the 8th of Star Awards um, will be announced. And we have a really brilliant project from Kilkenny with 
Um, your local friends, the chef Aniri, would have been involved with St John's Junior the Queen. School. The Queen, <laughs> St John's Junior School, there with Mary O'Neill and Orla Backy and our family learning coordinator Carmen O'Neill. So they created a gorgeous cookery book, an intercultural cookery book, to reflect all the different nationalities within the school. So they're shortlisted, and um, we're hoping they'll be successful. Well, please God, they will be. Thanks Great. so much, Thanks very much uh, Helen Walsh, Regional Literacy Coordinator with Kilkenny and Carlo. We're ba- way over time. Uh, it's eleven o'clock. We've an ad break to take, and John will be here with the news after that. Tobrón or Mthame Anadénoc. Saturday show with Edward Hayden on KCLR with thanks to Lyra Estate gift vouchers helping you to make memories this Mother's Day. Now to fall cheer Ash Edward Hayden here with you 0833069696 is our dinners ready ie contact line. We have two competitions one to give away tickets to um, the Tradfest Shaskeen. Uh, let us know how many years Tradfest is in existence. Uh, send your answers and your name and where you are in the world to 0833069696 Nine six. Uh, we'd love to hear from you for that. It's upwards of 10 and it's not 12. That's the clue I'm going to give you this morning. Um, also, we had a wonderful wedding showcase last week and now thanks to our friends at Mount Wolseley, we have a voucher for afternoon tea for two to give away this morning and to do that, we want to know what was the most romantic meal you ever had and who was it with? Text 0833069696 or dinnersready.e contact line. Our texter says, Hi Edward, I always shop in the stores in town but I wonder why or why are the shelves so high? I'm five foot four inches and can't reach the top shelves in pennies or duns. I almost fell into the chicken burgers in duns yesterday trying to reach to a top shelf. I couldn't reach a jar of applesauce. I was mortified knocking things over. Uh, it's not a pretty sight if I try to reach the clothes hanging up on the shelves that are high up in pennies the clothes fall on my head I'm not a kangaroo so can't jump up enough to reach it the staff are wonderful in both places but the shelves are just too high up says a texture um, as well so have any of you had uh, thoughts around that as well or are your findings consistent with that as well now um, delighted to be joined in studio I was saying earlier on I was joined by a good friend now delighted to be joined by two good friends and that's Siobhan and Ed Donahue, good morning to you both. Good morning, Edward. Good morning, How are Edward. you? I'm very good. Nice to uh, nice to talk to you. Um, Ed, I might start with yourself if that's okay. The the name Goresbridge Horse Sales is uh, long established and fondly thought of uh, in the region, in the country. And yourself and Siobhan and your family are now uh, taking over the running of the horse sales, um, effective as of next week, I believe. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, we've we've taken over the run from the first of January, actually, um, Edward. But I suppose um, it's, it was the family business set up by my father. Um, he passed away in 1978. My mother uh, drove it on from there. My mother actually was pregnant with her tenth child at that time, and Martin was the oldest at 16. So she uh, brought on the business to uh, to a fantastic level. Uh, established it and um, my brother Martin took it over then in the early 2000s and he and his wife Mary Frances they brought it on to um, uh, a huge level altogether to, to the, the, it is now the biggest sport horse sale in Europe um, people come from all over uh, Ireland, England, Europe and indeed America to, to buy horses there so it's a, it's a very established business and I suppose I was uh, grew up in Goresbridge obviously and I was very involved Martin was at uh, at uh, driving it and um, 
but I was, um, you know, I've worked in it. I was the lead auctioneer there for the last 25, uh, 25 years. So I was very involved in it all the way through, you know. So it was a fairly natural uh, progression when Martin decided he was going to uh, retire and, and to seek new pastures. So it was a great opportunity for Siobhan and I and um, to, to come in and take it over, you know. Absolutely. And uh, an interesting time ahead. In terms, of course, the benefits, as you said, having been involved in it for so many years, the benefits of knowing it from the inside, uh, you know, exactly uh, the operation yeah, and logistics of it. Yeah, very much so. And it was a seamless transition, really. I mean, there isn't too much going to change. Martin ran um, a fantastic business and he built up himself and Mary France built up a really really strong business so uh, as I would have been quoted saying it's a, it's a well oiled machine and it really is so if I can continue to do the business that Martin did well I'll be very happy Absolutely, now you were saying that you're doing uh, sports horses um, also um, going to go down the road of thoroughbreds as well Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's quite exciting Martin had a very very good uh, thoroughbred sale, it was a, a Goresbridge breeze up um, and that was acquired by Tattersells in 2009 so we're going to dip our toes back into the thoroughbred business. We've just announced a new point-to-point and horses in training sale coming up in April, actually. So that's quite exciting. Uh, we, we feel that there's a, a big gap in the market for it. Um, uh, we were uh, encouraged by a lot of the national hunt breeders and trainers to go ahead with this. So that's really exciting for us. We start that sale on the 18th of April. So... Um, and that along with um, other turbot sales which we're going to have into the future and that will complement our, our sport horse sales which will continue um, through, the, through the calendar year Oh, fantastic. Uh, Siobhan, we come to you, of course, uh, no stranger to the equine world and the equine industry um, as well, having been involved in it with your other uh, with your other uh, career with Kilkenny People and Kilkenny Live and all of the, the journalistic uh, endeavours to that regard. Um, are you looking forward to this uh, to this departure? How is it going to be uh, <laughs> as a mom and pop store? Oh, my God. Um, well, let's see how we work together. <laughs> oh, no, we're so excited. We've known about this for a while it's been in the plan for a while and yeah we're just you know to continue such a family legacy with the name Donahue behind us and for it to continue in the name Donahue is amazing like there's there's Kitty Donahue that's still living in Goris Bridge Ed's mother sorry Mrs Donahue as she likes to be addressed um you know what a stakeholder and everything she's done she's driven on that business um, all throughout those years when she had nine mites to feed and another one on the way she was not going to give up and she drove it on and an incredible woman and I value everything she has to say and then Martin and Mary Frances taking it over like we're just we've got big shoes to step into but like every member of the Donahue family has worked there at one stage or another between uh, all of them as ten kids uh, mucking out stables selling catalogues washing pots in the restaurant you name it uh, serving or not probably empty ashtrays in the old pub that was there but like everybody everybody has worked there so there's a piece of there's a Donahue in every brick in that place so oh, I'm delighted to bring a bit of Suguru too Oh lovely so um, you're going to um, look after a lot of the operations down there as well people will be seeing you on sales days and doing all of the, the bits and pieces down there what will you the, be getting your the, teeth the into? The bits and pieces so don't mind me if you see me coming up with a phone in my hand and doing the, the video and, and the interview and, and the community 
communications and the social media and you know we're, I want to bring it on to another level both of us uh, it's it's brand Gorse Bridge now and um, we've 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 big hopes we've a five year strategy in place and and God bless we can you know every step of it we can go through but um, we've a restaurant down there and that's going to come on another level and uh, we're reopening the tax shop in September um, it, it, I, I just wanted a bit of a gap to, to learn about the market and everything and just being to Spoga in Germany buying new stock um, so that's exciting because that's going to be our flagship sale um, in September it's always a big one the international sale so yeah busy times ahead and exciting times ahead the kids can't wait to get stuck in either so they were they were born in the saddle Absolutely and uh, Ed of course that is the thing it is a, a, a business of intergenerational involvement as well so nice to see your own uh, the next generation your own family then going to uh, be be part of this journey yeah. as well Yes it's great I mean look at the boat very interested uh, both of them are show jumpers um and both of them have shown a real keen interest in in horses. I suppose they didn't lick it up off the off the For ground. Sure. So um, they're very much. Uh, it's part, very much a part of of our lives, and has been from that. So um, it's probably not surprising. But yeah, they have a great interest in in the horses. Um, so that's great, you know. Um, and Ted spent last year on the roster with Ed, just where Ed began. You, okay. uh, you began what the age of sixteen, and and then eighteen. Yeah, well, I started selling uh, over the hammer at sixteen. Was selling tack, and then I progressed to selling ponies at eighteen. Um, you know, so um, I, I suppose I'm selling over the hammer now for thirty five years, nearly. So, yeah. and, and we're telling Hannah to watch the space. She could be the first female auctioneer up there. There you have it. Tell us uh, who are the customers? Who who kind of comes down? I know the kind of the sales, and it's very much part of of the community and. It's a big day. Who are the kind of the customers that are coming year on year, or what are well, they coming for? Well, uh, I mean, horse breeders from all over Ireland come. So we, for example, have a uh, have a sale on on Wednesday. It's a sale of show jumpers and eventers. Um, on Wednesday, there's 230. So they're coming from every part of Ireland, and the buyers will come from um, all over Ireland. Um, England, Wales, Scotland and there will be some French uh, dealers there that are definitely coming, there's people coming from Norway and Sweden but um, the internet now has opened up huge uh, mm. doors for us so we and Martin Mary Francis developed the internet platform so we will have people buying horses probably on Wednesday from America and sitting down and I mean they can buy them anywhere now um, and the internet has been huge from that point of view. Siobhan, of course, that's where, of course, you will excel that opportunity to, you know, to promote things on, on the internet, liaise with buyers, that kind of whole follow-up, because no more than any industry, it's ever-changing in terms of, you know, digital accessibility as well. Absolutely, um, and everything comes digital first, and as I said, Martin and Mary Francis, got the opportunity funnily enough through COVID to really expand the online sales and that's where it's really really taken off um, and you know we're going we're to use it, the, the digital marketing as well in other ways I want to continue my day in the life column um, online um, go out and meet breeders trainers go out into their yard we did one with the Shark Hanlon it was our first one after he won the King George with Hewick who was bought a Gorse Bridge uh, you know the nation's favourite in the Gold Cup on um, at uh, 
Chetlam and he's you know entry as well but like you know what a story there so we want to profile um, our buyers and sellers they're great people and they're what we're about Absolutely Ed talk to us as we drive around the region we can see the the Donoghue properties signs outside of of many properties and that's another big part of uh, of your life as well tell us how that's yeah, going no, to, that's, to progress uh, yeah, that, uh, in tandem with it That's flying it um, Donoghue Town and Country we're well known now I suppose we're 30 years in business and and that will continue to drive that business as well um, I'm very lucky I have a, a brilliant team in Kilkenny um, we have five people that work out of out of Kilkenny um, brilliant team uh, with um, Louise McKillen um, Nula Hurley Jennifer Bay um, my cousin JJ works there so we have a fabulous team there and I probably wouldn't have been able to take on Gores Bridge mm. if I didn't have such um, such a team you know to say surround yourself by um, by people that are better than you and, and um, I'm very lucky in that regard and very excitingly as well whilst we have just announced Gores Bridge um, we're delighted to um, to say that we are now moving premises so we have been in Butler Court uh, and we're very happy there for a lot of years but thankfully due to uh, an expanding business um, we've had to get a bigger premises so we're going down to Parliament Street uh, the junction of Parliament Street and High Street which was uh, um, Moore's shoe shop oh fantastic so a lovely profile building yeah and it's it's a lot bigger um, so it's a lovely profile building and we'll be sad to leave Butler Court we've been there for um, over 25 years but um, uh, we have to, to to get a bigger prep or bigger premises and so that's a nice profile building and uh, we're we're looking forward to that uh, to that move. You'll be sussing out all the coffee joints that are adjacent to that area now. Absolutely, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of footfall there, and it's a nice profile building. So we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, just before I let you go, Siobhan, the final preparations for uh, oh. Wednesday. Is there uh, <laughs> is there a series of post-its around oh, the house of what has God. to be done? Still? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you know, we have a bit of lush gardeners coming in, planting the flowers, and we're going to give it a little off. We're not. We just need to get our feet under the table. For first but there'll be a little love first and you know come on everyone's welcome come down have a nosy have a look around you don't have to buy a horse but we'd appreciate it if you did um, the restaurant is there for everyone to dine in and we'd love to see um, Gores Bridge is open for business how oh, fantastic well listen lovely uh, to chat with you both uh, I won't ask the question that I won't ask is who's going to be the boss <laughs> Ed <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. there it's answered uh, Edward you know yourself <laughs> yeah absolutely as they say in the country it is between you it is but listen heartiest congratulations it's Thank a big you. undertaking and it's an exciting development and as I said at the start I'll say it at the end it's a tried and tested name and brand and it's well respected and loved right throughout the country and I know yeah. that you'll yeah. continue that and thanks for uh, having us very much on. Edward a pleasure nice to chat with you there Ed and Siobhan Donoghue celebrating the good news there of uh, Goresbridge horse sales under uh, new management there so uh, looking forward to um, that as well and to keep a check on their social media Gordsbridge Saddlebury uh, for all of the updates as well um, we're going to take a little break we will be back after this and after this we're going to be chatting with George Murphy and George has an incredible story to tell us about his great determination to succeed in the music business and of course we all know how you get to Carnegie Hall back after this this Saturday show with Edward Hayden on KCLR with thanks to Lyreth Estate Gift Vouchers helping you to make memories this Mother's Day. 
Carlo. Kilkenny. KCLR. Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. Uh, I was just listening to some music during the week and this popped up and I said, uh, God, I must bring that to our listeners on Saturday morning. You know, I just kind of normally bring you some little bit of music that's in my own mind or in my own head. And I just thought, how lovely um, is this? So I think if I press this button, we'll have Joni Mitchell with both sides now. Now, how fantastic was that? That was Joni Mitchell with Both Sides Now. So, a nice musical interlude to our day. Keep the texts coming in. We have the competition to give away. Uh, Tradfest, I have tickets to go to see Shaskeen. Let us know how many years uh, Tradfest is in operation or for tickets to Mount Juliet. Tell us, where was the most romantic dinner you've ever had? Uh, Mount Wolseley, excuse me. I beg your pardon. We have uh, Mount Wolseley voucher for afternoon tea to give away our lovely friends at Mount Wolseley and we met Danielle and all the girls last week at the Casey Law Wedding Showcase on Saturday so we have tickets uh, for afternoon tea a lovely voucher for afternoon tea for two people so text us and let us know where your favourite um, place for a romantic dinner and who were you with and we'll announce the winner before the end of this morning's show Anish Sosbjog <laughs> Saturday show with Edward Hayden on KCLR with thanks to Lyreth Estate Gift Vouchers helping you to make memories this Mother's Day. Carlo Kilkenny KCLR Now it's off all Sheer Ash you're very welcome back here Edward Hayden with you on the Saturday show and delighted to be so a uh, couple of texts coming in there as well just letting us know that there's a social dance in Johnswell Hall and that is on next Saturday night the 9th of March uh, music by the very talented Declan Anger and admission is only 10 euro and all are welcome with refreshments served there as well and there's plenty of social dance happening in this region uh, as well so great to um, great to see that and great to see everyone uh, the taxi and the slosh and everything else uh, in between as well keep the text coming in to us 083-306-9696 it is indeed our dinners ready dot ie contact line as well we'd love to hear uh, from you uh, again um, we had a text here now wait till I just put my hand to it because I was telling you of course that I was out last evening at the um, the performance of the Big Tree Players they were doing uh, Through the Chair by Billy Canning and that was taking place and it was absolutely fantastic um, as well down in the Father McGraw Hall in Bagmanstown that's running right throughout the week um, as well um, so check that out it's, it's really really good it's running tonight and tomorrow night as well uh, we have a text here as well who says hi guys could you give a shout out to the Ushin Players drama who is doing a production of Mother Knows Best tonight in the Glenside Lounge in Kileshan and the doors open at 7pm and they're so kindly donating the raffle prizes to Autism Heroes tonight uh, an organisation dedicated to supporting families living with autism so what a wonderful uh, cause so well done to the Ushin Players and check that out in the Glenside Lounge in Kileshan uh, tonight Mother Knows Best and of course that's a Jimmy Murphy 
sorry Jimmy Cleary Jimmy Cleary uh, classic as well also when we're talking all things drama I was in Dunn stores um, not this week but last week and I met two ladies from the Sugarwada Shrugawada they told me how to pronounce it the Shrugawada players and they're putting on uh, they have put on Marina Cars by the Bog of Cats and they're bringing it to Thamesdown in April so um, I think they might come in and chat with us before that as well so I had a great chat a great drama chat with the two women in the middle of the the homeware section in Dunn's as well and they were telling us all about that Marina Carr classic. Now let's head over to the telephone line because I'm delighted to be joined on it by George Murphy who has an incredible story to tell about um, determination and the importance of determination to succeed in the music business. Uh, George good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. A pleasure to chat to you. A pleasure to chat with you as well. And thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us uh, as well. And succeed you have, um, George, because you have a, a, a biography now that I could print on the walls here. There's so much to it. And you've had so many wonderful opportunities over the years. Give us a kind of a, a whistle stop tour, if you will, George. Gosh, yeah, I suppose, well, Edward, I, I mean, it all started when I was 17, and um, to, to, to think now that I've been 21 years uh, at it, and like um, a good bit of over half a lifetime, um, but uh, it still feels like the beginning, if if, if, if that makes any sense, because uh, with this new band that I've, I've started up with now, the, the Rising Sons, we've just finished recording our... Uh, our first studio album, and we we actually released our first single from it uh, yesterday, and uh, and we're embarking on like a nationwide tour of of all the biggest venues. So we're we're near pretty much sold out in Vicker Street. There's only a handful of tickets left, and we played the Cork Opera House last week, and we, we're playing the the Wexford Opera House, and uh, uh, all the good spots. Just, yeah, all, all the big venues, and you know it, it's just it's. It really is pinch yourself kind of stuff uh, because I mean this, this all started just as a, a local session in in our local pub, uh, singing a few songs and drinking a few pints in in the corner of the local, and to, to be able to take it from that to uh, to the biggest uh, stages in the country is just incredible, you know. How fantastic! And tell me about this one man play. You're launching a one man play as well as uh, touring with the Rising Suns. Yeah, so but I, I, I was approached by uh, a playwright by the name of uh, Gary Brown, who was uh, working on a play, a one-man show with uh, Damien Dempsey, and uh, Damo was writing some of the songs on it, and uh, they asked if I'd come on board as kind of part of the writing team as well to, to, to help kind of finish some of these songs. So it was a, an opportunity to throw my hat in the ring and collaborate with, with Damien Dempsey and Gary Brown, which was just a... Too good an offer to turn down, but uh, like uh, so, I, I'm delighted to, to get that opportunity as well. And uh, that play will air um, on the stage in Liberty Hall on the 13th of September. Lovely, fair play. So that'll keep you that'll keep you busy for the the, the late summer and autumn in terms of learning the lines and practicing that. Well, absolutely. I mean, we, we, with the album coming out and and the tour with the Rising Suns, and then I've 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 a one-year-old baby at home and another one on the way, Edward. So you're not uh, with, with you're that. not singing the whole time. No, no I'm, I'm certainly not. There's to be some nappy changes in between as well, you know. <laughs> how fantastic! How fantastic! Uh, what's uh, your little boy's name? Oh, sorry. No, it's a little girl. Uh, oh, sorry. Her name is. Her name is Anna, and we 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 don't know what we're what, what we're having now. We're we're due, we're due another little surprise now in May. How gorgeous! And she's doing well. 
She's doing great, yeah, she's flying. So she hasn't as yet realised that her dad is a celeb heading off on the road? Well, I don't know if I'd use the word celeb. I, I saved that word for the likes of Bono and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But uh, it, it, it is certainly nice to be uh, still getting kind of the uh, the attention and the crowds coming out to see the shows after so many years, you know? How fantastic as well, and as I said, in, in such wonderful venues. Uh, another uh, celeb then if, who would certainly uh, earn the title is, of course, Luke Kelly, and you've been invited to participate in a TV special um, celebrating uh, 40 years since his passing and that's going to be broadcast later this month that must have been a nice call to get George yeah no absolutely uh, I mean uh, getting the opportunity to work with John Sheehan and Barney McKenna and, and Ronnie Drew and and, and the the, the uh, members of the Dubliners like obviously never got the chance to meet Luke the legend himself but uh, but I do enjoy singing his songs and, and to have gotten the opportunity to sing them with, with his bandmates was, was truly special so yeah when when, when the anniversary came around uh, coincidentally it, it, it's actually my birthday as well because his anniversary is the, the 30th of January that's actually my, my, my birthday too so it's a kind of a double celebration but yeah we recorded uh, we recorded a uh, a tribute to, uh, to Luke for, for his anniversary and we, we released that there a, a few weeks back How gorgeous how gorgeous so tell us about uh, The Rising Suns then and this tour what kind of uh, what kind of pieces do you do and what kind of a uh, set list have you have you for that or what's the kind of the, the vibe yeah, so so basically, Edward, like the, with the Rising Suns, I suppose what what makes us kind of unique is that you know it, it is all kind of friends and neighbours from um, from the local neighbourhoods that uh, that all kind of came together to start this session, and it's people from all different walks of life and all different musical backgrounds, and they, I mean, they're they're fantastic musicians, but they didn't choose music as a as a prof- profession. I mean, some of them are school teachers, electricians, painters, and decorators, and they they have their nine to five jobs. Um, but uh, they came together to start this session and for them I, I don't think it was ever really meant to be anything more than just you know sitting in the pub drinking a few pints singing a few songs but I saw that there could be bigger potential than that and I sat down with my management team and I said I'd like to bring this out on the road and they said that they didn't think it would work because you know on paper it probably shouldn't work doing it with people that can't commit fully to a musical career when they have their 9 to 5 job mm. but I, I, knew th- I knew the sound we were making was really good and I went out on the road with an eight-piece band and it's kind of it's um you know mixing the the classic sound of Irish traditional music with banjos and whistles and fiddles but also mixing that with like the the classic rock and roll sound because we have like bass guitar electric guitar drums percussion all that kind of thing and it's it's marrying the two together that has has given um given us a sound that I think is is unique and uh, and definitely is is leaving the audiences impressed wherever we go because you know most fans out there are four or five piece max but we're we're an eight piece on stage and it's just a huge sound all together you know how gorgeous well listen uh, people are certainly in for a feast of music at the Wexford Opera House on the 15th of March at the Millennium uh, Forum Theatre in Derry on the 27th of April and of course as you said uh, Vicar Street in Dublin on the 11th of May and tickets as scarce as teeth in a hen um, at this stage uh, 
as well. Keep up the good work, uh, George, and uh, really lovely to chat with you. Good wishes. Is there a, a social media that you could uh, signpost us to if people are looking for more details yeah, or where I can they check you just, out? So so we just released our um, our video uh, and single, which will be, you'll find on George Murphy Music uh, or the Rising Sun's Music if you search either Facebook or Instagram and there'll be stuff up on YouTube there as well. Lovely. George, thanks for chatting with us and continued good wishes with tour and uh, we look forward to hearing more about the play in, in September. We might chat again about that, please God. Edward, an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on. Good morning to you. God bless. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Bye, bye, bye. Now, uh, God, do you know what? I always say it. I say it time and time again. We meet such lovely people on this show, for sure and certain. We really do. Uh, just to mention, of course, earlier on this morning, we were chatting, we had text in about this, and it is uh, worthy to mention that earlier on, we were talking to Mark Fennell, and he was talking about his book. And uh, his book, of course, is uh, Breakthrough, uh, he is that author and life coach but a texture just reminds us uh, and says Edward just to mention the guest was excellent but should have said mental health different to mental illness for some there is no choice but to take medication they'd love to mind themselves and find a way out but they have a serious illness and that's not possible and that is 100% uh, the truth um, he was speaking you know about wellness and you know wellness and mindfulness completely different um, some as you said, that have that um, mental illnesses um, are, are really um, in that malady and and need medication to help them around that as well. So happy to uh, happy to correct the record on that as well for sure and certain. Uh, keep the text coming in to us. Oh eight three three zero six nine six nine six. It's our dinners ready. Ie contact line, and um, we will tell you all about um, what is to come. And Casey Law just after this commercial break, and we'll be chatting with Cleona Hagen. Fun on show. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden on KCLR with thanks to Lyreth Estate Gift Vouchers helping you to make memories this Mother's Day. Carlo KCLR Tafalchir Ash Edward Hayden here with you 0833069696 it's our dinners ready.ie contact line and uh, delighted to have your company um, here on the show as we come up towards 12 noon we'll be handing over to Eddie Hughes who's going to be here with the Saturday brunch and Robbie Shane and the sports team will be here from 2 o'clock with lots happening indeed on KCLR right throughout the day we're not going to head out the gap though before we chat with the ever-lovely Cleona Hagen uh, who's heading towards the George Bernard Shaw Theatre on Saturday the 10th of March. Cleona, good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. And yourself? I am great and ready to rock and roll. Oh, well, listen, you're always ready to rock and roll for sure. You're heading down and you're going to bring us the songs of Dolly. Oh my goodness, I sure am and I cannot wait um, anyone that asks me what is the Dolly show about and all I can say is it's just one big part and it's so much fun and I can't wait to come to Carlo. And she has such great uh, numbers. You're teaming together with the six-piece Sheeran family band but I mean if I was to mention things like 9 to 5, Jolene, Coat of Many Colours, I Will Always Love You, you know, they're the iconic Dolly numbers aren't they? Oh my God, they really are. And you know what? Every night when, like, obviously we sing those huge numbers and every night 
that we sang them, I, I swore, I believe that some nights the roof is going to just blow off the place because everybody <laughs> is singing those songs to the very top of their lungs and it's just so much fun and it's great for me to see and I just love it. It's just so much fun, as you said, just so many iconic, legendary songs and I'm just so thankful that I get to perform them and the main thing is that everybody gets to have one big fun party and enjoy themselves. Absolutely and we've seen you perform them on the TV uh, in the past as well and you performed them so fantastically uh, as well Cleona have you of course Dolly is well respected in the music game isn't she particularly amongst those in the kind of the country fraternity as well you know she has you know certainly paved the way for many and her lyrics are are highly regarded as well as her, her own singing and acting talent yeah, um, for sure. You know, obviously Dolly came out in the 50s and at that time uh, there wasn't a lot of, you know, room, I suppose, or any way for any of the radio stations over in America to play female country artists. There was just very few and in between. And of course, Dolly really fought to, to get her place. And not only that, as you said, she's a fantastic singer, but her songwriting skills are just off the chart. So everything that she's been through and persevered and how she's able to not just pigeonhole herself with one country or one genre of music, that being country, she's obviously moved into um, pop with Here You Come Again and then recently she's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she is such a a, a figure that not, not many people can move and transition that easily from one genre to the next and she just does it so seamlessly. So she's a wonderful person as well with the amount of charity work that she does and I to me that is my the most admirable thing that I love about Dolly is she really hasn't uh, seemingly forgotten about her roots and I think that that within itself is a testament as because she's achieved so much within her life If I was to ask you for your favourite Dolly song uh, could you give it? Pick the favourite child Hands down, exactly. Hands down, Edward. It would have to be Coat of Many Colours. That Aww. song gets me every single time. Not only the beautiful melody, the words, the message within it. I sing that song every night, just myself and the acoustic guitar and, of course, everyone else singing. And I could only imagine what like for Dolly Parton singing that song. It's a beautiful song, a fabulous message, as I said. And, uh, yeah, it'd have to be that song for me. Have you ever met Dolly, um, Cleona? No, I've never met Dolly. However, my friend Margot O'Donnell, um, she would be very friendly with Dolly yes. Parton. She's done a few duets with Dolly herself. And uh, uh, two years ago, when I released the Dolly Songbook album, um, I, I would usually just send it to my friends. And I sent a copy over to Margot, and she, she texted me saying, Could you send me another copy? And then um, I remember last year I was in Ennis, and um, I was just about to go on to perform. And I, I got a phone call from Margot, and she goes, Hello, Cleo. And I go, oh, Hello, Margot. How's, how's it going? And uh, she's like, um, so Dolly got your sweetie. And I was like, Dolly? I was like, Dolly who? And I was thinking, who, what Dolly do I know? And she was like, Dolly Parton. And I was like, what? And so she said that she sent the, the Dolly Songbook album over to Dolly and her her manager got it and brought it in to Dolly one morning while Dolly was in her office and she, she gave the, the album to her and she looked at it and she was like, who's this little girl singing my songs? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> 
Oh yeah, uh, she uh, Margot said that she absolutely loved it. So I was just obviously that just made my life. Um, blown away that the queen of country music herself um, blessed or give her blessing, so to speak. So it was really really cool, and um, I'm obviously forever thankful to Margot for doing that. As well. Absolutely. Well, listen now. The next time, the next time Margot is heading on a plane to Dollywood, you need yes. to hop in along with her, Cleona, and uh, get get the pick for the gram. <laughs> Oh my God, for sure. I do you know what, Edward? I actually think I would be. I, I think I'd actually be rendered speechless, or I would faint, or do something <laughs> stupid. I know myself, and I, yeah, I, I think I would definitely be rendered speechless if I if I met her. But um, that would be the dream. Fingers crossed. Well, make it happen. Dreams do come true. Cleona, listen, gorgeous to talk to you. The Dolly Songbook is in the George Bernard Shaw Theatre on Saturday the 10th of March. You're going to have a fantastic party. You're so popular with all of uh, the country music people. You're a powerhouse of energy and positivity and talent. So keep it all up and lovely to chat with you. Oh, thank you so, so much, Edward. And so lovely as always to talk to you as well. And look after yourself and hopefully I'll see you soon. Please, God, absolutely. And uh, uh, out when we're out of the shop, we'll be all looking for that coat of many colours. Nice to talk to you, Cleona. Good morning. <laughs> thank you, Edward. Now, just before I let you go, Christine Hughes had a big win on John Walsh's breakfast show during the week. Have a listen to how she got on. Back Monday on KCLR. Yes, the prize is right. Brilliant. I can't believe it. Of course, yes, the Friday morning on the John Walsh Breakfast Show, she correctly guessed the total value of the four prizes, and the prize is right. She won a weekend trip for two to Salou in Spain. Edge caught her tickets to see Mick Flannery in the biggest 90s disco live at the Marquee with a hotel break for two nights. And if that wasn't enough, she won five 20 kilo bags of winter fuel. It was absolutely fantastic as well. So good wishes to her for that now that pretty much takes me to the end of this morning's show thanks so much to all of my guests uh, it was absolutely fantastic just as we head out the door text there for a special request for Seamus McAvoy and his wife uh, Lil from Bagnell's Tell see us next Sunday and they're big fans of the coat of many colours as well that's all we've got time for here on the show this Saturday Eddie Hughes is up next sports team after that thanks to the wonderful Tara Byrne who has been my producer uh, this morning in Ashling's absence and we'll do it all again next Saturday morning please God if the Lord spares me until then uh, John Moynihan is up with the news I'm getting ready I'm going to go home and get myself ready I'm off to Doonbeg tonight to the Doonbeg Drama Festival so uh, the Saturday Show with Edward Hayden on KCLR. With thanks to Lyra Estate Gift Vouchers, helping you to make memories this Mother's Day.